This is Adam Gorney with the Respect My Decision podcast. This week's guest uh, used to be Dominic Robinson, but now he's he's Deuce's dad. I mean, everyone knows it. Everyone, <laughs> you, you, your time has come and gone, right? I mean, what's that it been for like sure. for you, Dominic? Uh, just to just to be in this position and and to experience this from the other side. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been very educating. Um, you know, it's been, but it's really been great. It's uh, rekindled a lot of you know former relationships um it's brought me to uh you know make a lot of new relationships with some incredible incredible people so it's just it's really been fun we've really tried to embrace all of it um the good the bad the ugly the the grueling the tiring i mean we we took multiple red eyes to go on visits and things like that and uh but we've tried to Hey man, like this is uh, we we worked to get to this position, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is what we wanted. Uh, you know, you you'd rather that than the other side of it, which is, you know, uh, wishing you had, uh, you know, a decision like this to make. So, um, so it's been fun. It's been crazy. Um, it's been pretty chaotic, but it's definitely been something that you know it's a once in a lifetime thing. So you don't take any of that for granted. You you were heavily recruited too. Uh, this seems like a different level of intensity, especially in the world that you know Deuce is kind of growing up in social media wise and and recruiting reporter wise and stuff. What has that been like for you guys and for him to just for, and especially for you to see what you went through and, and the pitches that you got and now what you're seeing now with everything else. Um, enlightening. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been incredible because not only did I go through it as a player, but I did coach college for five, six years. And so I went through it as a coach and then I was separated. I actually got out of college coaching so that I could spend more time with Deuce and my other boys. And um, so now it's, you know, I figuring out the changes from when I left as a play has been crazy and enlightening, but also yeah. even just from when I finished coaching, which was when Deuce was in, I think sixth grade or fifth grade, um, we all was, was when I left college. And so um, just experiencing the difference, the way that the rules have changed it, obviously the NIL part um, has, has made a huge difference, but really the schedule, the timing of everything is the part that's so different than both when I played and and when I was coaching uh, college. The timing of everything, everybody's mid-year pretty much. Um, kids are offered way earlier. Um, yeah. Kids are committing way sooner. Uh, your visits are sooner because now there's the early sign period. The summer, um, summer visits didn't exist even when I left um, because nobody went mid-year. Everyone signed in the February signing period when I left college football. Nobody signs in the first signing period now. Um, so all of those things changing have been uh, very interesting and enlightening. And, um, you know, again, it's just been a it's been a ride. Everybody thinks their kid is the most special in the world. Um, I'm like <laughs> yeah. five, nine, five, ten on a good day. My son has no prayer of playing Division <laughs> football. When did you yeah. kind of get the inkling? When did you and your, your wife and the family get an inkling that Deuce is not only going to be really good at football and baseball, but like 
maybe, you know, professional level good? I'll be honest with you. Um, at football, we never had any clue. Uh, we, we, we didn't know because he didn't play. And mm-hmm. I know as a coach and being around the game for as long as I'd been, I'd been around plenty of guys who were incredibly talented in shorts and T-shirts. And then the second they put a helmet and shoulder pads on, it became pretty average and some less than average. So we never really we, – we assumed um, or we expected him to be – as good as he, he is, but we had no real um, ground to stand on with that other than he was a freak athlete. Um, but, it, but in terms of what that meant in terms of being a football player, those are two completely separate things. There's plenty of freak athletes that cannot hack it on the football field. Yeah. So we never knew what, what, what the football side would bring. Um, that part has been, very, very, very surprising, to be honest with you. Um, we, we expected him to be good. I, I, I can still, we, we talk about it all the time. Freshman year, I had no expectation for him to be on varsity. He ended up being an All-American. You know, um, those that was not my expectation. I, I knew he would be a huge matchup problem yeah. for a freshman or a JV defensive back because of his athleticism. I didn't think he could he would be ready because he literally was learning how to put on helmets and shoulder pads. You know, his first game, I'm sure he had to ask somebody, hey, man, what what do we do with this? You know, how do we how do I snap this shoulder pad? You know, Um, so we that was not uh, an expectation on the baseball side. We always knew he was he was special, man. When he was very young, he was doing stuff that kids his age just didn't do. and it really, I, I mean, I can remember, I was, we were just talking about it two days ago um, when his T-ball coach came up to me and said, hey, this kid should be playing kid pitch because every time he's hitting the ball over everyone's head, you know, and it looks like it's not fun for him anymore. Yeah, put him in kid pitch. He goes to kid pitch. He makes all-stars. He's like five and he's playing with seven-year-olds. We moved to Iowa. He's nine. He's playing with 12-year-olds. I wanted yeah. him to be in the middle. He ended up being the best player on the 12U team, and he's nine. Um, you know, so he always sort of overachieved um, on the baseball side. So that part we knew he'd been doing it for so long. But, you know, a kid being good at flag football does not necessarily indicate he's going to be good um, in the real game. And he, he did have some success at flag football. They flew him to um, – the uh, the uh, all pro game or the, the pro bowl game, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. seventh grade team, I think, went to the pro bowl, um, you know, because they won, you know, nationals or whatever. And so he was, you know, and he was a good player on that team. So he was he was definitely showing signs of it. But to be, uh, you know, to expect it was would be, you know, a reach because, again, he, he had never played um, until, you know, until that first game when he lined up and uh, against Perry High School, which is actually where um, the Purdy Purdy boys, both yeah. Chuba, he played against Chuba, um, um, uh, and, and where Brock went, and yeah. uh, that was his first game was against them against Perry, and um, we were nervous as heck because um, I didn't think he was ready, 
right. hadn't seen him. I tried to stay separate. I wasn't coaching at the time. I was just trying to be a dad. And um, we, we, again, I, I thought he was a JV player. And uh, on that game, I think he had five catches, had a huge third down catch, almost caught a touchdown. And it was like, ooh, this kid might, he might be able to make it. Yeah, yeah, he might be okay. The question I get all the time with baseball, and I hope you can lay it out, and I don't even know if it's completely clear yet, is, you know, if he if he's drafted, can he play college football? If he if he is drafted, will he play? If he's not drafted, what does he do? What does that situation look like for you? And, and lay out, like, the specifics just so people don't keep asking me. <laughs> <laughs> um, if he's drafted, can play. Uh, he would then be considered a preferred walk-on because he can't be on scholarship because he's no, he's no longer an amateur. Um, yeah. If he is drafted incredibly high, he could not play college football, mm-hmm. um, obviously, and he could he could go you know report straight to the team. That is not something that he would he would likely do um, mm-hmm. because he wants to play football. It, you know, football yeah. is everything. It means everything to him. Um, as does baseball, you know, both of those sports are incredibly important to him. And so he wants to play them until the game tells him he can't play. Yeah. And, um, and so, and so, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. If, you know, if obviously if he doesn't get drafted and there is no interest from the teams, then, you know, he'll play college baseball and he'll be a, a you know, a dang good college baseball player. So, yeah. um, and so we'll, we'll see, you know, what that, what that uh, ends up turning out. What's it like seeing your son try out, not try out, but have a workout with the, with the Dodgers before going, you know, (laughs) I'll tell you being in Dodger stadium, that was, that was insane. Uh, I I have to, I don't get, you know, I don't know. I don't get butterflies or starstruck because I've been around this my whole life, you know? Um, but that's one place, one of the few places, I'm sure there's a couple more, a handful more. There aren't many, but, you know, I'm a kid from Los Angeles. You know, my, my de facto dad, um, you know, not my real dad, but a guy, my, my little league coach had his company had season tickets to the Dodgers. And so I've been on, I've been to down to Chavez Ravine, on two on a random Tuesday school night, you know, to watch the Dodgers play, uh, you know, the Astros and, yeah. uh, you know, and things like that. I watched a no hitter in that stadium, um, you know, all types of things. One of my very early sports memories was the back-to-back world series in 87, 88, you know, yeah. all you know, things like that. So when you're pulling up to that stadium and then you watch your own kid, stand in that same batter's box, you know, the same batter's box that Mookie Betts stands in and, yeah. and uh, Jason Hayward, who was actually there that day. Um, that was, that was, it was special for me. Uh, you know, I have to be honest. There's, there's a whole lot of other things that he's done that have been pretty cool to a lot of other people that have been sort of old hat to us, but that was one that I, I have to be honest and, and candid with that one, that that was, that was a dang cool moment um, to see him, you know, out there in that in that stadium, that historic place that I grew up in. You know, yeah. um, it's a little bit different if it's something that you just watched on TV. You know, if it was like Yankee Stadium, I mean, even Yankee Stadium would be cool, but that's not my place. 
Right. You know, I didn't grow up as a kid, you know, um, you know, going to Yankee Stadium or, you know, um, or, or Red Sox, or, you know, or, you know, the Green Monster. Yeah, it would be cool, but not on the level of uh, a Dodger Stadium. That was that was that was awesome. Walk me through what an in-home visit looks like. Is it pretty much the same? Is it pretty much the same pitch or does each coach just like their own personality, do they kind of bring it a little differently? Yeah, I think everybody has their own different personalities that they try to bring. Um, but it's really funny because in the end, it's all the same. It's the same home visit that I had in year 2000. So 22 yeah. years later, the home visit is the home visit. Like it, do- it hasn't changed. Everyone brings their own little spice to it. Um, in terms of their personality, uh, whether that's storytelling, whether that's um, really kicking back and like just relaxing and kind of even putting feet up, whether yeah. that's buttoned up and sitting at the table and, you know, uh, you know, strategically, everyone sort of brings their own spice. But in the end, it all kind of comes down to what what do we as a program think of you and how can you make us better and how can we make you better? And that's Mm -hmm. the same home visit that again, that existed probably long before me. It existed when I was coming out and it's the same thing that, that Deuce is now, now going through. What would be your recommendation for future parents on official visits? Is it, let the let let your son hang out with the team. Let him go out at night. Let him experience it. Do you want to be with him the whole time? I mean, he's got to live this life when you're not there. So, kind yeah. of, what would you say about an official visit? So, I would say, if you can, you know, uh, give them as much. And when I say if you can, like if you can stomach letting them go and have their own visit, their own trip. If you can send them on their own, I would highly recommend that. Um, You know, we went on all of them, but not because we were attempting to be with or around Deuce. We went because we're huge college football fans. And so we wanted to go to games. (laughs) We just wanted to watch games. So we, that's the reason why we went, but when we did get there, we would, I mean, he stayed in a separate room on a separate floor. We, and we pretty much stayed detached from him, um, you know, as, as much as possible because there's information that he needs to find out that he'll only get the true real, or at least closest to it. If he's exploring that on his own, Um, you know, and if he can't get that information, then he's probably not ready to go, and, and if he doesn't feel comfortable gathering that information, then it's probably not a good place for him because he's going to have to live there. He's going to have to ask hard questions as a student, as an athlete, you know, um, as a friend. He's going to have to hold people accountable and things like that as a leader. So if you don't feel comfortable on that campus, um, you know, and in that program, you know, doing those things on your own, uh, on your visit then it's not going to necessarily get better. or You can't ex- assume it's going to get better when you're not visiting. So that's my, my, my best thing is like, give, give this process to your player, to your athlete, to your son, yeah. give it yeah. to them, let them take it, 
help guide them, but do not hover over them. Uh, let them make their own decisions. Let them ask their own question. Then, you know, and sometimes they're going to fumble it. They're going to mess mm-hmm. up. And then just after, just have a conversation. Hey, when coach said this, you, you look down the whole time. Maybe have, maybe next time make some eye contact with them, you know, and ask, uh, you know, and then respond with your own question. Um, you know, one of the things that we've done for sure, and a lot of this has happened through our baseball process that's poured over to, to football is they're always going to ask you, do you have any questions? That is a, that is a very common, there has been no, no baseball organization that we've talked to that hasn't asked if we have questions. So have questions, you know, um, you know, hopefully you have questions because you're interested and, and they, they're naturally, uh, you know, they, they come up naturally because you're interested in the information that you're being given. Um, but even come into it with certain things, because there's times that you you think about questions when you're not with that person or with that yeah. program. Um, so we put them in our phones. We have notes um, in our phones and we, we put those questions. We make sure we have them. And, um, you know, and I, I uh, constantly remind Deuce to, hey, man, like, hey, we're we're meeting with this person, with this program, with this organization. Remember, you asked me about, you know, how their development is on this. Uh, make sure you make sure you do that. Yeah. Last thing here, and, and I think this has been incredibly helpful, um, is what is it like for, for you, for, for him? Is it <clears throat> at home? Is it all consuming? Everyone's waiting for an answer. Does he kind of grasp the, you know, he has to make the decision for himself, but he's got to say no to a lot of people too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is it something that you would have preferred to get done sooner or is it is it are you are you happy that you've kind of taken your time and, and, and waited until he was absolutely certain on what's going on here? I would say for Deuce in his situation, this is absolutely the timetable that he had to take. Yeah. There is no way he could have been ready um, or prepared based on the information that he had, even, you know, on the first signing day, um, you know, so, so, so for him specifically, I think, and, and honestly, I would say that that probably exists for maybe half the, the kids. I think, I think a good amount of kids um, are committing and signing a little bit too early I think that number is shifting in that the way the landscape of college football is shifting. Um, I think more people should be taking more time because changes are happening later. You know, I thought last year was a big, big moment for us when Lincoln Riley left and Brian Kelly left because that is something that did not exist when I was playing. A, a coach of that stature would never, like Brian Kelly, for instance, never would leave Notre Dame in January or December. It might have been December. It was December. Yeah. In December um, to go to an LSU, which is a comparable, you know, prestigious program. It wasn't a huge jump up. You know, there really is no level above Notre Dame. Yeah. So. There, you know, so for him to make that move 
on a team that was 12 and one or 11 and one at the time. Um, to me, that really shook up that, hey, you have to take as much time and as much information as they give you. His is even more complicated because there's the baseball side of it. Yeah. So yeah. do I wish we could have made the situation or the, the decision earlier? Yes, only because the gravity of it is something that you carry every day or he carries every day. Yeah. And you would like you would love to see your 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 child not have to carry that because he has so many other responsibilities and he's so much more than just a football player or a baseball player or even yeah. a basketball player, which is what he's doing now. Um, so you wish he wouldn't have, but I love the fact that he's, it is such a difficult decision because that means it means something to him. And this decision to me, it's life changing. You know, who you, who your friends are, who you end up marrying, um, the, the type of crowds you run with, the job that you have, all of this will be dictated um, and largely influenced by the college that you select. So you should take that, that um, responsibility um, it, at that level. And so he's, he's clearly done that. And I think this decision is the first decision for young adults that they will draw on for the rest of their life. Yeah. This is you will you will draw on your experiences with this decision for every decision that you make going forward. So the more gravity that you give it, the more likely you are to draw on these things in a positive manner later. If you just make a rash emotional decision without taking the time and the energy and the effort to gather the proper information, then later on, when you have another big decision, you're likely to make the same mistake. And now you're going to go, oh, man, I married this girl and that's not the right person for me. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I decided to do this. I decided to move to this side of the country when really I should have been on this side of the country or whatever it is. So. Um, so, yeah. So we wish you know, it would have been nice to have to have known sooner. But if you don't know, then you need to continue to gather the information and um, and allow the process to play play itself out as long as you possibly can. You mean when you were going through this, you didn't you didn't believe the rumors about Bobby Bowden going to AM and Paterno taking <laughs> the Missouri job? <laughs> it's a different world, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely different world. <laughs> that was that was not something that I uh that bothered me one bit. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Again, that is Deuce Robinson's dad, Dominic Robinson. This is Adam Gorney with the Respect My Decision podcast.